Walker back on another episode of JB's Driving Podcast. Let this, let's get this one on the road. It's Robin Hood Part 3. Let's get this over with. I just I need to apologize profusely to everybody for doing this movie. At least we know that this, this will never happen to us again. The only Costner movie I can ever see us do would be Waterworld, and that would be years from now. With that being said, uh, we are ready to end this debacle. And uh, move on to the next movie, which you can find on JB at on Twitter at JB's Driving. Again, it's Twitter at JB's Driving. It more than enough makes up for the travesty that is Robin Hood. So now we go back to the, Nottingham uh, Castle, the BDSM dungeon again. Yeah, we're back with the fourth, witch. The fourth BDSM dungeon scene in the movie. Yeah, but this one at least is you know going back to the one from before. So, mm-hmm. so, so. Uh, the knit, he's, she's knitting a quilt. She's doing something. I Rick, thought she was eating. I, I thought she was knitting a quilt. Oh, okay. And then Rickman comes in. His hair's all over the place. He's you know he's doing what he's he, done. Lost he's, his he's, shit. He's done. Lost his shit. And that's when the witch cuts herself open again, sizzling blood, and says, "Ah, hire the Scots to attack from the forest, and uh, then you can align with the royal blood because he wants to become king eventually." Right. And that's uh, then we. And it's a really short scene. Then we go back to Marion, who is freshly back with Duncan to her castle, and she's writing a letter uh, to the King of France, who of course would be related to the King of, of England because they were all related back then. Correct, correct. And um, I don't know the relation. I'm sure there was one though. Saying, "Help me out here." And she was deliver yeah. the letter. I think it literally said, "Help me, Rhonda." Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. But unfortunately, the cardinal who is in on everything will dub- end up double crossing her. He accepts the letter. Yes. And says, "I'm going to give it to one of my most trusted carriers." And uh, Pioneer Woman. Multi pasta pot is all you need for loaded veggie pasta. He's like, "Well, I'm going to go with you to make yeah. sure it's delivered." Yep. And there's a little bit of hesitancy, but he's like, "No, no, no. We're going to go with you." So. What happens? Pioneer woman. And an old favorite gets a surprise new role in shortcut cast iron pizza that's off the scale delicious. And the deliverer out in the woods going to deliver the, the letter. The carrier's like, oh, look down there, pioneer woman. Let's get this party going. Gets fooled and he ends up getting hit with a sack of potatoes and drops to the floor. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, I don't remember seeing her again like was she in the wedding scene i have no idea <clears throat> so i don't know if she dies here or not mm-hmm. um but if she doesn't die here that's odd mm-hmm. um i don't know but and my, i don't care i don't so let's move <laughs> let's forward move so on. so and then the, okay, well, go ahead go ahead go ahead the sheriff soldiers show up at marion's place and they uh one of the sh- one of the soldiers gets in and, and is attacking Marion and comes up with the line Never seen the breasts of a woman. I think you referred to that later on I did. about the editing, but yeah, we'll just... we'll go to that later. Uh Duncan's <laughs> hanging out. So once again, like he's just in a closet. I I think I literally think Duncan's just hanging out in closets and masturbating. Yes. I mean, I think that's what he because you know, Robin shows up and that happens early in the movie when the farmer shows up, he just pops out. Mm-hmm. Uh and now once again he's just kind of hiding in the background. But it's all set up uh because he's blind, so he yeah, must he... be dumb enough that <laughs> uh he's easily followed like twenty feet yeah. behind they, by they... the they treat, they treat him like a dog. Yeah. They keep him out in the alcove. Um, but, and again, he, he moves around quite nimble for a blind person as well. Yeah, recently, he manages to get... A but, recently blind person. But they, but they, it's obviously a setup. So it's not like they, you know, he manages to get away. I mean, literally, one of their men could have came up with a horse and handed it to him. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't have mattered. He's yeah. too dumb to He's realize. Dumb. So he ends up leading... Um, he yeah. leads them right back to the camp. Yeah, lead, so so he screws up again. The first time he screws up is when he allowed the one guy in to see Lord Loxley, right. which led to Lord Loxley's death. And this time he leads them right to the freaking camp. Yeah, he's a hump. Yeah, he sucks. He's he's just downright hair, terrible. <clears throat> so now we're back in Sherwood Forest. Yes. Uh, warning arrow is prompting promptly. Yeah, it's, what? So they shoot the they shoot the warning arrow, which is supposed to be a subtle way of warning everybody. Then they start yelling right afterwards. 
It's like, what's the point of the warning? Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. I didn't know what what the hell you were talking about. What is the point of a warning arrow when literally five seconds later you're yelling at everybody? Well, they shot the first one, and then they said, well, it must be a mistake, didn't they? And then they came in with like two more, and they're like, oh, shit, we're fucked. No, well, the first one. Oh, oh the first one was because Duncan, Duncan, Duncan came in. Oh, Duncan, it's all as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, how did Duncan get out to the middle of nowhere? I don't know. So then two more show up, and then all hell breaks all loose. All hell breaks loose because we are introduced to quote unquote the Scots who are introduced like the warriors, like the or bar- the, the Celts, the, the the Celts, Celts, Celts. I thought they said Celts, Celts. Who? Which? Okay. It doesn't matter. We're not dealing with the Roman Empire here. They these these you know they 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 had the face paint, yeah, the hair. Well, it looked like the they, it was straight out of Braveheart. To the, be honest with you, bra- it just they didn't exist here. I mean, the Scots, the Celts were sophisticated people at this time. The, these these barbarian people, yeah, they were they they didn't exist anymore. Okay, so this so you know you see these barbarians coming over the. The mountain with this mists and all that, and it's they just it it was historically super inaccurate. So everybody's to the trees. <laughs> yeah, to the trees. And of course, they all come charging down. Um, Robin Hood, being the superhero that he is, just starts picking these barbarians. And these barbarians that again were teleported a thousand years later this this century. Mm-hmm. Um, End up getting their ass pretty whooped, and I uh, yeah by the treeman yeah by the by the treeman. I would note that Fanny, who just had a C section the night before, is up and about climbing a rope. Yep, perfectly fine. Yeah, carrying, she's good carrying her baby around, dancing, yeah, d- dancing, and the tree people absolutely decimate the barbarians. The barbarians did n- nothing at all until they retreated. Of course, I mean, they, even if you give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's like a day or two later. She, the, the fact that Fanny's just running around is just insane. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It is insane. So um, the barbarians retreat back to Nottingham, who is Rickman's back there on a horse, just watching everything, and orders his men to fire off the catapults. Yeah. And which, which are the big, huge fireball yes. catapults, which I don't know how, what the hell they were even shooting. Mm-hmm. It kind of looked like fire starter, like literally like a big ball of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fire arrows as well, which just lights everything on fire, which, I mean, technically maybe true, but very unlikely. Mm-hmm. It's very unlikely that it would set a flame like that because it was a live forest, not a dead forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a wet regional area because mm-hmm. England obviously is always overcast, which yes. means it's always raining. At yes. least once or twice a day. So the fact that it was easily lit up like it was was kind of hard to believe as well. Correct. Correct. Not that it matters. It's just another thing that's very difficult to, un- to just, fucking Yeah, follow. just to put together. It doesn't make sense. So, so. anyway, there, there's a bunch of fighting. Uh, uh, you know, you have the sheriff just sitting on his horse, just kind of like, yeah, All right, let's is this kill. over yet? Let's get you this know? over with. Yeah. Get, and they fire off the catapults, which they should have done in the first place. Yeah, they. Yeah, did, that would have been the first thing you did. Yeah, just fire them off, and they just. It doesn't, a, I mean, Braveheart came out after this movie, but it seemed like there was some scenes like that one in particular where, you know, it reminded me of they send in the the Scots or the or they no they sent in the um, who did they bring in in that one Irish the Irish they bring in the Irish to fight. Mm-hmm. And they send in their soldiers, and when they start losing, they literally start shooting them all. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like that kind of scene. Right. Um, which I, I doubt that this scene inspired that scene, but it, it just reminded me of that scene at least a little bit. I don't know. But regardless, they, you know, they, were, they at least pulled back and then just shot in all the shit, which they should have done in the first place, and then sent in the Scots and just annihilated whoever was left. Correct. Would have made a lot more sense. So it ends up leaving the entire camp decimated. Will Wolf and most of the others are captured. Um, I think it's only like little John and Fanny and her baby that doesn't even move throughout the entire. A newborn doesn't even move the entire scene. She's holding or cry it. Cry or anything. Just nothing. Just perfectly quiet. Yeah. And again, she just had a C-section in the freaking meal. Yeah, ridiculous. So 
We switched back to Nottingham Church. Yeah, I mean, how could she even hold on no, to this? She could Just have. none of that would have stupid. happened. Just stupid. Ugh. So we go back to Nottingham Church, and it's revealed that the Cardinal double-crossed Marion. Um, and, and they're on top of the portico or whatever it is, the tower, and they're showing, and, he, and the sheriff is showing Marion all the captured soldiers from Nottingham, I mean, from uh, Sherwood from Forest, Forest coming right. in. And he's trying to say, you know, uh, um, if, well, you're going to marry me, and then I will release the woman and children as a wedding gift. It's over. Today I return justice to this land. I shall have to hang the ringleaders, of course, but I would like to be generous and give you the lives of the woodsmen and their families. The children! And, of course, of your traitorous lady in waiting. As a wedding gift. Right. I love I love this scene because the way that he like the cardinal's up there and and she's first denying him at first and, and he look, manipulates the cardinal <laughs> he yeah looks over the, the cardinal way. and the cardinal's like he's the only one man that can I mean there's got to be a little bit of the writers in this but the way that it's acted out is what really delivers yes it absolutely just the way he is and as the cardinal's trying to convince Marion to uh, marry Rickman Rickman's like looking over the cardinal's shoulder like come on come on do it yeah. And that's when, but she's still, no, no, no. And she's like, the only person that can heal the wounds of this land is Robin Hood. And Rickman had enough and just says, he's not around, shows the necklace. Yeah, the shows, cross, yeah. Yes, because we didn't mention that Robin Hood was picked off. He was stupid enough to swing across a flaming rope, which then snapped and he fell. And Yeah, so we, we're all to believe that the hero of the movie is dead. Is dead, of course. Yeah, because that, that would make sense. Because, yeah. So then switch back to Sherwood where Azim, Tuck, Bull, and John... Um, and Fanny end up finding, they're all talking, where's everybody? And then, where's Robin Hood? And, of course, there's this dramatic music in the background, and they look up, and they see Kevin Costner. There's all this mists and all, yeah. and you see his silhouette through the, uh, like he's a different, like he's a god to save them all. I thought that came, I thought that was later. That's here now. That's here now. Oh, okay. That's here all now. Right, that's fine. Because that's, again, they got their butt whooped, and they're, they're, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. So now he's he's down torturing. Well, he's not exactly torturing, but he's he's basically in the new du- another dungeon, another another BDSM dungeon. Yes. Uh, and you have a scene where um, Will Scarlet Will Scarlet's going to betray Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's like, I can get close to him and I can kill him. Yes. So. Uh, you know, that's why he, he ends up letting him go, which sets up what happens in, like, two scenes. Two scenes, which is we switch back to Sherwood for So Nottingham is convinced that, okay, I'm going to send Will Scarlet back to him and we'll be allowed to find out if he's alive or whatever. Right. Get information. So we switch back to Sherwood Forest where we learn that Duncan is finally dead. Yeah, thank God. He screws over to Loxley's twice. And just dies. Yeah, he's, he's such a useless just, character. Just a sack. And, of course, Will comes stumbling in the, in the camp, and this is where, as you say, you know, there's this whole, uh, this whole dramatic scene where Will tells Robin that um, the men are going to be hung and there's a marriage that's going to be ta- taking place, then Robin Hood somehow knows that you were going to use this information to get close to me, then kill me. Yeah, just, yeah. Just he it. just knows. Yeah, just 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 like he knew that well, I think the it, gold it, was supposed to buy he off. Caught him. whatever Azim had. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. You know what? You're right. That's what it was. <laughs> he caught the knowledge of Azim. <laughs> um, <laughs> like typhoid. Typhoid. Then then there's this this shitty bantering back and forth, where it reveals that Will's like. You're my brother and all this nonsense. Uh, yeah, let me tell you this story about a man named Jed. <laughs> it's terrible. And then Robin Hood, Kevin Costner takes the high road. I have a brother. I have a brother. I will make my stand with you side by side. To the end. I've got a brother. 
Like, there's so much to celebrate. We've had our camp decimated, thanks to me. There's so much to celebrate, but I have a brother, thank God. Yes, I didn't know I had a brother. Now I know I have a brother. And Gives him a who hug. Who cares? And then... Oh, by the way, how's your hand? It looks like it's completely healed. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. There's a little brotherly fight there, so... Then the, then the eight, sur- eight remaining survivors are like, how are we going to do this? Let's storm the castle. We have to get back Wolf and everybody else to make sure they're not hung. There's yeah. only seven of us. And, of course, Fanny, who had a C-section less than 36 hours, is carrying a sword yep. saying, that's eight of us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget me. I'm Fanny. And of course, they're showing like. Where's the, the baby? Oh, don't worry about the baby. The baby's fine. Don't worry about I the, left him with the drunk. Don't worry about the baby. Don't worry about it. And of course, here's the. I zine. tossed the baby out with the baby with the bottle. Oh, the, oh Jesus! With the bath water. Bath water. So like, what the? You know, how are we going to do this? And Zim has an idea too. Oh, of course <laughs> he does. Of course, the great one, the uh, masterful Muslim, decides he's going to invent gunpowder. What's the problem with this, though? Uh, well, according to your research, the Islamic world acquired knowledge of gunpowder sometime between 1240 and 1280, which was 150 years after this. <laughs> so he or no, 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 it's 50 years after so this. So he sorry. basically invents gunpowder. Yes, 50 years he invents before. black powder, yes. Yeah. But it, it's Azim who does it, though, too. It, it, well, of it course, has Azim, to be Azim does. If, if Azim someone's does gonna, everything. If Azim is going to invent, if someone's going to invent black powder, it's going to be Azim. Right. So now we got to go back. We got to save everybody. So we're going to Nottingham. <laughs> go back. To- uh, they're not letting anybody bring any weapons in. No, no blades, blade. no bows. Leave your weapons here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could skip that one. Okay. Robin, Robin uh, prepares for the attack <laughs> in Nottingham. He covers himself in shit. <laughs> There's a fresh pile of steaming shit he covers himself in. Yeah, just, well, he is a steaming pile of shit, so... He's just putting another layer of what he is. There literally is a scene of the horse just dropping it right there. Yeah. Dropping a load. And, and he, he just scoops it up oh, and just, wipes it all over himself, which this is the scene that was moved from earlier in the movie, exactly. which would have made a lot more sense. Exactly. Um, and then Friar Tuck comes in with his wagon of beer, saying he's bringing uh He's bringing beer. But there was a there is a keg full of Azim's black powder among that. Oh, there was a lot of that whole thing was black powder. black powder, and yet he's sitting on it without a problem. Without a problem. And, Salt, but they whoa. did. Uh, I, initially, I was like, why did they wrap that dude up? Because he's Azim. They wrapped up Azim so that nobody, because everybody would have noticed a black dude in the middle of all these white guys. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that at least that made sense. That, initially, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Why is he wrapped up like a mummy? Because it's a Z. Yep. yep. So that made it made a little sense. So um, yeah. <laughs> C-section mom. Fanny proceeds to haul up a bundle of swords up the wall. A bundle of swords which probably would have weighed at least I don't know at least sixty pounds at minimum. Mm-hmm. Bare minimum sixty pounds, mm-hmm. probably a lot more than that because most people had a hard time even swinging swords around. Mm-hmm. So she's taking an entire bundle of swords up the side of a wall two days after having a C-section. Uh, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's just an, it's just nonsense. <laughs> it's just nonsense. Just just utter nonsense. It is utter. Just it's so fucking unbelievable. Yes. So uh, the sheriff and Marion are introduced as married. I didn't see they would think they were introduced as married. Well, they were going to be married. Oh, okay. That's what that means. So. Uh, she's wearing Robin Hood's necklace. Uh, and it looks like an anaconda. It looks like <laughs> an anaconda. <laughs> so so he, he does make that little, uh, don't you think that's a little inappropriate? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, yeah, it's probably a little inappropriate. <laughs> Her comeback is, well, don't you think your wedding gift was a little inappropriate? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought his, it was a caring gift. It was a caring it was, it was Stop it was shitting good. on my man. So then they, then they uh, start to escort the 10 people that are the, the woodsmen, Robin's merry men that are supposed yeah. to be hung. And for some reason, Will Scarlet makes himself known to Wolf. Yeah. He just sticks his face he just out. Sticks his no... face. He's in the middle of the crowd, and somehow he decides he's going to stick in. Why would you do that? I don't know. You already just... know that Wolf is like a He doesn't douche. like you, yeah. So then, that, that, then Wolf starts attacking Will Scarlet, 
saying he's a traitor. Um, and there's a tussle, and then Will Scarlet is brought up to where Nottingham is standing. I found his lair, but uh, he was already dead. You sure? You saw Hood's body? No. Uh, I saw a, a grave. We found this on him. String him up with the others. So they, they, so they drag Will Scarlet up to the... Uh, How did he get in with a sword? I don't know. I it does, that doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't either. make sense. Like, they were bringing the swords in, but they never handed them out. So... How did he get in with a sword? Doesn't make any sense. So they take him up up on the platform, and they're going to kill him too. But they don't. They run out of ropes. It's like all the ropes in the world have been taken. They've been taken. So they decide they're going to use another rope and tie him down because there was no fucking rope. So we're going to tie him down with a rope. With a rope to one of the barrels of gunpowder that was snuck in through Fire Tuck's cart yes yeah so yeah but the problem with that is is that that's the black powder and that kind of fucks up the whole plan that screws up the entire plan so they got which i which the plan is insane if you really think about it because they have two big huge things of gunpowder on either side of this platform Mm -hmm. right next to the people that they're supposedly trying to save it doesn't matter. Yeah, they would have been blown up. They would have blown them up. They would have been dead. It's insane. We're not talking about. We're talking about the English. Remember, they're idiots in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they, but this was Azim's plan. You would have think he would have saw that one coming. Yeah, yeah you got a point there. You got a it point. doesn't make any goddamn sense. He's the great one. So, so then, since their plan is a screwed Azim up, Azim says, Azim says, know your role, know your role, and shut, shut your, your mouth. mouth. So. uh... <laughs> Uh, this is when Hall of Hell breaks loose. So yep. the so the executions start to begin when they knock the chair of Wolf out. And since little John is that's his father, you know, Robin's gotta make sure he definitely survives. Yes. Because he's his psychic son. So. so he shoots the arrow and, and then he nicks the rope, which nicks doesn't rope. break. Doesn't. By now, by the way, Wolf probably would have been dead. Okay, <laughs> like I, you know, for when it's when it's a full grown adult male, a lot of times they would hang there for hours, and generally somebody would have to yank on the ankles to oh. break their neck. But with a child and the amount of, you know, length that he would have fallen, I and the fact that he's younger, he probably would have broke his neck right off the bat. Seriously. I mean, it's very unlikely that he would have survived the initial yank, Mm -hmm. but now with the rope like dangling around the way it was Mm -hmm. and him trying to hit the goddamn side of it, all that's going to jerk it even more. Yeah. So, but he hits the rope. It doesn't break. He hits it a second time and it does break, which is, you know, cool enough scene, but still just kind of nonsense at this point. I mean, he's shooting an arrow in a crowd of people across a, you know, a courtyard. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it just doesn't make any... It it's, just... It's not going to fucking... Just happen. stupid. So, again, all hell breaks loose because then they realize that Robin reveals himself. Yeah. And then <laughs> Rickman's like, Loxley! And Mary, this is Mary Elizabeth... Robin! Yeah, this is Mary Elizabeth... Whatever her name is. Master Antonio. Masturbation. Her big scene. Robin! As you said, Robin... And that's when Bull locks out the troops <laughs> that were supposed to come in. Azim just starts blowing random stuff up. Uh, he blows up the whole cart. Just blows up the whole cart. I mean, if that whole thing is full of gunpowder like, you know, like it seems to be, that explosion would have been a lot bigger, I yes. think. Yes. I think it would have caused a much bigger explosion. Yes. So anyway, uh, you know, Bull is trying to... Uh, he, he locks out the troops who couldn't come in. Right, right, right. He, blo- he dropped the gate so the, the rest of the troops couldn't come in. So they had some sort of an advantage at this point. John, little John runs up and shoulder blocks the gallows. Right, which of course is not going to kill everybody who's hanging from the gallows at the time. No, they're just going to be somehow miraculously saved. So he's trying to knock it over so everybody can kind of get out of the rope. Uh, but meanwhile, Will is still, you know, tied down to the gunpowder. Mm-hmm. So what does Robin do? Robin decides that he's going to light. <laughs> an arrow on fire and shoots said arrow <laughs> manages to shoot the dude like dead on center, like Just bullseye, like a scud arrow right in the forehead. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. As but the executioner was about to chop Will Scarlet's head off right. with an axe that shouldn't have even been there. The axe had no, no reason there to was be there. no good reason for that axe to be there. Uh, you know, of course, you know, unless they were trying to chop down a tree with a battle axe. That would have been the only good reason for that axe to have been there, but whatever. And, of course, as, as all hell is breaking loose, one of uh, the, the noblemen looks at, Lock, uh, at Nottingham and is like, Sheriff, is this your idea of control? Shut up, you twit. Shut up, you twit. Yeah, once again. Now, he, he fits twit in there for the second time in this movie. I don't know why that was his go-to insult, but it, it, it did seem... He's actually English. That's probably why, because he's oh, actually okay. English. And then as there's a oh, rebellion... Jesus. Then everybody's... And they're all running through this gaping hole that is now there. By the way, Bull locked the gate so the soldiers couldn't get in. But there's a gaping hole in the fucking wall from where Azim blew up half the fucking castle. So they just decided they weren't going to come in at this point, I guess. So anyway, everybody's deciding, "Ah, let's get the hell out of here. Um, so Azim steps up and he gives his, uh, you know, freedom speech. I am not one of you, but I fight. I fight with Robin Hood. I fight against a tyrant who holds you under his boot. If you would be free men. Then you must fight! Join us now! Join Robin Hood! As I put it, uh, you know... It, just That's all it took was his... You know, I'm not one of you, but I fight with Robin! But I fight with Robin! <laughs> you sound like Connery there. <laughs> John Connery. <laughs> Oops. Oops. I guess that's, that's the wrong guy. Oh. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, <laughs> the sheriff is hauling Marion through the hallway. He's he's basically trying to get him back, get her back to the um his his uh to get her to marry her to marry her correct. at this point. Meanwhile, uh, Robin and and uh, Azim. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a fucking mess. Robin <laughs> can't get into the castle because there's an inner gate. Okay, so there was an outer gate, and now there's an inner gate. They can't get through this inner gate because there's all these soldiers on the other side, and the gate's closed, and they can't get through. So they decide, hey, I got an idea. Let's jump on top of a catapult and catapult ourselves over the goddamn wall, which is <laughs> insane in itself. But they do it, and it's fine. And and the reaction is actually makes sense, except for the fact that he's... You know, it's Will Scarlet. He shoots him off, and he's like, "Fuck me!" They cleared yeah. it. But did that was the other thing that always bothered me about this movie. Even though I like that line, it's one of my favorite lines. I just never knew if "fuck" was a real word in eleven ninety two ninety four. I don't know. If it I don't know if it was a real word at that point. But in time. I do and know it was this one movie, of those things that was. This movie was rated PG. <laughs> Yes, you're right. It was rated <laughs> PG. So, yeah, this was one of those rare occurrences where you had a an F-word pop up in a PG movie. Correct. It happened, uh, most notably, in Hero. That's the last time I remember it happening. Mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman, Hero. Really? With Andy Garcia. Yeah, he goes on a diatribe where he says, fuck, four times. Mm. And that's a PG movie. Mm. It was just one of those weird things where you almost never get a PG rating with the, you know, with that kind of language. Mm. Anyway, moving forward. Um, so seconds later, after they're catapulted, yes, so they catapult <laughs> over this fucking wall, and literally, like two seconds later, they go and show a scene of them raising the gate and getting in. So if they waited a couple seconds, they could have gone with the rest. Yeah, of the I mean, day. literally, they they pretty much committed suicide by jumping on top of a catapult instead of waiting thirty seconds to get through the gate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So then they switch back where Nottingham has uh, has carried Marion to his chambers, where the cardinal and the witch are. His Mordian, whatever his name is, his mother. And she's struggling, and then the witch ends up slapping Marion. Yeah. And she's like, that's my wife, Crone. <laughs> Another great line. Yeah. And then she's trying, and, and the witch is trying to say, take her now, take her now. And he's like, 
until we are properly wed. For once in my life, I will have something pure. Will you stop interfering? Well, I like the crone. I the I, crone. I always love the when he calls her a crone. It's just a weird, insultive type word to use. It's just out of nowhere. I love that line. Yes. I don't know if it was ad libbed or if it was original, but it was good. Yes, that uh, is great. Yeah. I, I, I I had written up here that finally we find out the sheriff's name is George. <laughs> the entire movie, he's just been the sheriff. Yes. Uh, but we find out because they're doing the wedding vows, yes. and he says. D- do you, George, take Marion? That's the only time we find out that his actual name is George in this movie. Yes. Uh, Robin is fighting his way through the halls. Robin and Zim are, yes. Yeah, Zim and Robin. But he makes sure to stop in time to look at the st- sheriff's statue. Yeah, and sees the, the, the drawn-on scar. But then they use him to try to break into the room. Yes. Like, they grab the statue, and they're trying to break into the room. Yes. Uh, and uh, they're ramming the door, and the head falls off. Um, you got Rickman. Yes, yes, get on. Yeah, because because <clears throat> they hear them um, banging on the door, and they go back inside where Rickman is is get on with it and get get on with it. And right, Cardinal's right. like to Mary Marion, do you take your and he covers Marion's uh, mouth. mouth and says, right. Yes, of course she does. Yeah, it's a typical like yeah, you know, like the Beetlejuice scene. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then you have my least favorite line of this entire fucking movie. Damn English Oak. Azim says, damn English Oak. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. First off, how would he even know what an oak tree is? Mm-hmm. He's never been to England. That's been well established early in the movie. He's never been there. He has no reason to know. He acts completely ignorant of their entire culture, almost the entire movie. And then out of nowhere, he throws this line. And this is something that I thought the first time I saw this in 1992. Mm -hmm. Like, out of nowhere, he's just like, damned English oak. And it's supposed to be funny, but it's not funny. And it doesn't make any sense. So it just, it always drives, it drove me nuts just to hear that line. As much as I hate all the the Muslim shit, you know, how great the Muslims are. When I was a kid, I didn't pick up on that. This line I picked up on, and it always drove me nuts. Stupid. Anyway, so What happens there is they can't break through the door, so Robin's like, I'll find another way in. So he starts going upstairs, and meanwhile, Azim is still going to try breaking through the door. Right. Nottingham and Marion are quote unquote married, so he starts trying to have sex with her. Yeah, he's literally trying to rape Marion on the floor. Yes, like he, it, it's just straight up rape. Meanwhile, the mom is like, "Wait, wait!" and he gets her a pillow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gets her a, gets her a pillow, which Nottingham puts underneath her. Yeah, and then he's yeah, like, "Because you you never want to be uncomfortable while being raped." Yes, and of course, Rickman's like, "I can't do this with all the racket." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a great line. And that's when uh, the witch... Um, yeah, magically ends up on the other side of the door. She feels a presence. She feels Azim's presence. And Azim, as Azim is trying to break through the door, she's like... Oh, sorry. Kids. Yeah. Uh, she teleports to the other side of the door, as you said, then stabs... Azim in the leg. With a spear. Right. And then uh, she's like, ah... Oh, the painted man and starts to beg for a life. Meanwhile, yeah, I didn't know. Azim. How did you not see the only black man in the entire country? Yes. And you stabbed him in the leg. You ran right at him. It's not like you, you know, ugh, yes, whatever. Terrible. So this is great because Azim takes the spear and then proceeds to fling the old bitch across the room. Yeah, just flings her like... She she flies like 20 feet and slams into a brick wall, I mean a stone wall. And then he literally kills her. Yeah. He kills her. He stabs her in the chest with this spear. Yes. She's dead. She's dead. But not dead. dead because, of course, she shows up later. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, the rape Meanwhile, is still going on. Meanwhile, back to the rape. Meanwhile, back to the rape. <laughs> Robin uh, proceeds to place sky, uh, the rock in the skyscraper and yeah, he, repels he down. repels the, out through the window. Sw- swings out a higher window with a curtain or something, then crashes to the window of the room where uh, Nottingham is raping Marion. And, of course, Rickman looks up. Do you mind, Luxon? We've just been married. 
Yeah, it's a great line, too. Every line, I'm sorry, I think every Rickman line was good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I just can't seem to get enough Rickman. Um, the sheriff fights Robin with his father's sword. So he, he's using his own father's sword against him, which is kind of like a... Like a, just a two-handed, just ridiculous... Well, yeah, but even beyond that, it's, it's an insult mm-hmm. to, to fight him with his, with his father's sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin's comeback, of course, is just nonsensical. I shall never fear my father's sword. Rickman's like, really? Then cuts Robin's chin with the sword? Yeah, <laughs> which is tit for tat, you know, because he, he, he had cut him earlier. But, of course, later on, you know, you don't see big stitches down the middle of Robin's no. face. No, God, no. Meanwhile, the Cardinal has escaped and is loading up all these all his treasures in a different room, and that's when Friar Tuck magically appears in his and gives him a good talking to. Oh yeah. And then proceeds to take, you know, oh, you'll need this for your travels and this for your travels, loading up the Cardinal with even more money. Then eventually he says, And, and thirty pieces of silver for your trip to the devil or something, and pushes the Cardinal out the window and the Cardinal's fat ass flies out the window. Yeah, he, he literally says, I'm not going to kill you, and then he loads his hands up full of shit, which would have been fine if the Cardinal then lost his balance and fell out the window himself, but he pushes him out the window. Mm-hmm. So he fucking killed him. I mean, it, it, it just didn't make any sense, but go ahead. Go ahead. So back to Nottingham and Loxley. They're fighting with a sword, um, and eventually... Rickbin breaks Robin's swords, backs him up to an alcove. Yeah. And is distracted by Marion. Yeah, I think Marion throws something at him or hits him or something. I don't know. And then that's when Robin takes the Nottingham's phallic symbol and stabs yes. Nottingham with it. Well, he's coming in for his death blow. Like mm-hmm. he's he's done, he's destroyed everything, and he's now got Robin down. Like he's got him. Uh, and he gets distracted for a second by Marion, mm-hmm. and when he turns back to go kill him, that's when Robin takes the dagger and stabs the sheriff yes. in the in the heart. Which, like I said, it's it's basically now he's using his stolen phallic symbol and stabbing him in the heart with it, which I think is supposed to be more along the lines of a tit-for-tat with the, f- the father's sword. Now he's using his own dagger yeah, to kill him. I can see but that. at the same point in time, when you look at it a little deeper and you look at, you, like I said, it's an obvious phallic symbol that he gave to her as protection, which then another man has now taken and used as his own. So yes. he's basically, that is the scene where Robin cut off the sheriff's dick and fucked him in the ass Just, with it. And, and the rest of the, and the people who paid for the movie. As and well. we all, and the minstrels all cheered. And everybody's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, Nottingham dies and they married and, and, and I guess uh, Loxley embrace, but it's not over. No, because the, because w- the dead witch somehow <laughs> magically portaled back into the room. She resurrected herself and portaled back into the room. And yet, you know, somehow Akeem or Azim, <laughs> Akeem, I jumped over to a whole different movie for a second there. Azim, uh, he suddenly makes it through the door that he's just stopped trying to get into like 10 minutes ago, but he's just now suddenly gets in. Busts, listen, Azim has magical powers of telepathy because he knows that she was about to stab Robin, knocks down the damn English oak door. Takes a scimitar, which has no aero, aerodynamic yeah, properties. Yeah, there's no possible way to throw it the way he throws it. And he throws the scimitar. Uh, if you threw a scimitar like that, first off, I think it would make it like three feet yes. and go directly straight down. Exactly. It would, it would not fly through the air like that, even though it was, once again, another stolen scene from you know Sam Remy, the way they filmed it. But... It did look cool. I will say that it looked cool, but it looked cool because it was a stolen scene from Sam Remy. I mean, that's literally the why it looked good. So the Simicar just sliced through the air and, and just impales impales her <laughs> and throws her like to, because they this steward couldn't. I mean, maybe it weighs twenty pounds, thirty pounds at the most. Mm. She probably weighs a hundred pounds. So the laws of physics says a twenty-pound weight hits a hundred-pound, hundred and fifty-pound woman and makes her fly twenty feet in the air. That that definitely makes sense to oh, me. Stupid, just so damn, just ridiculous. So she's dead. 
Marion embraces Robin. Are you sure she's dead? Because I think that they came out with a sequel called The Bitch Won't Die. <laughs> the Bitch Won't Die. <laughs> Robin Hood 2, The Bitch Won't Die. <laughs> won't, won't Die. It's just all death scenes by her. So then out of nowhere, he's like, I fulfilled uh, my I fulfilled, vows. I fulfilled my vows because I knew exactly what was going to happen when. Then Marion embraces Robin. You came for me. Then Robin. I would die for you. Again. Oh, God damn it. I misheard that scene. I yes. thought she said, you came on me. <laughs> <laughs> I would die for you, I would bitch. die for you. And then we switch to the... Uh, and then immediately we're out in, in the woods. Woods, where they're going to get married. Yes. Over... <laughs> the one thing that they don't really specify, but if you look very, very closely, mm-hmm. you, can, you realize that they're getting married directly on top of Duncan's <laughs> grave. <laughs> it's very obvious if you look. <laughs> but uh, on, t- <laughs> on top of that, you have Akeem, uh, 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 Azim. Azim. I don't know. Now I've got it Whatever in my head that it's Akeem. Azim has, like, he's now got on his uh, royal outfit, like... <laughs> I, I mean, like he was like the king of of Turkey or something. Like it, it, it's just he's it's assaulted per- now. He's now a sultan. <laughs> he's, assault- he's perfectly dressed in like his sultan <laughs> gear. They stop at his home on the way to escape. <laughs> I guess I don't know, man. It didn't. It doesn't really make a whole hell of a lot of sense. It's but he's assault- perfectly dressed in like to the nines. <laughs> he really is. It's just ridiculous. It's shit. <laughs> maybe he shit. just. Maybe he just. You know, sewed it up himself. I don't know. Fucking King Richard just happens to know when they're getting married. Yeah, King Richard, (laughs) who's been gone this entire time, manages to come back from the war. It finds this random wedding in in the forest. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, King Richard, played by Sean Connery, which, believe it or not, I had, it had been so long since I had watched this that I was waiting for... Jean-Luc Picard to show up <laughs> because he's in Robin Hood, Prince and Tights. Yes, I mean, Men in Tights. Men in Tights. But so I'm like waiting for him to show up and it's Sean Connery. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I forgot. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> there he is. So Connery's getting paid $250,000 for this. Yeah. Um, which is slightly less than they paid for the <laughs> script to this pile of shit. This pile of shit. Ends up uh, blessing the ceremony, which Friar Tuck um, officiates. They're married. Of course, Connery is like 25 years older than the real King Richard would be at this point. Yeah, but he's, he's Sean, Sean Connery. Connery, which makes it all good. And then the, the fucking movie's over with. Thank God. Thank God. It's done. Holy shit. Uh, so I, I, I felt that I needed to write on this. Yes. That there is an underlining message about how great the savage Muslim is <laughs> and how bad the English are. Yeah. I, think I, I think I made that yes. quite clear throughout the entirety of our description of this movie. This pile of shit ended up making $25 million in its opening weekend. And it took in $400 million worldwide. Which was a much bigger deal in 1992. Yes. It, it only finished behind Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Yeah, which was clearly the best movie of that year. I mean, it it wasn't even close. Like the, but but then again, this is a love story. It's it had a a cast that was Kevin Cosner was a marketable person until he did Waterworld. Yes. So I mean, it you know it it's not a big surprise that it made good money. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was just a horrible movie. It's just it's it's a horrible movie. And you had the tie in with the Brian Adams song. Brian, which, let's talk about the Brian Adams yeah. song. Sixteen consecutive weeks at the top of the chart, still unbeaten record after a quarter of a century. And it it they wrote it uh, along with a couple. He wrote it with a couple of his friends in an hour. This yeah. piece of shit die for you and all this. I have a story about this song, really quick. Okay, really quick story. I know we're we're running out. We've already run out of time. Um, at a central committee uh, meeting, uh, group meeting, where all the different counties get together, Scott Schaefer was there. Right? Okay. And one of the nights we were out um, after the meeting was over, and there was a karaoke night. 
And Scott and I, a couple other committee mates, were at a table and watching people sing karaoke. And Scott started bragging about how he's great at karaoke. Okay. Scott Schaefer, friend of the show. So we're like, yeah, right, yeah, right. And Scott's, you know, he's 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 a really subtle guy. He's a really he's a smart guy, a really subtle guy. And after you know, we we're egging him on with a few drinks. He's like, yeah, oh. he's not very ostentatious. Exactly. He's not, he's not in your face. Exactly. At all. You know, he's like, I got to go to the bathroom, guys. All right, whatever, whatever. So I'm there drinking. And next thing I know, you hear the first few notes <laughs> of Brian Adams. Okay. Song. Right. This, this, this song, Everything I Do. And I look up on stage, and there's freaking Scott Schaefer <laughs> belting out Brian Adams' song. Yeah. Yes. And he did it well? He did it as best as he could. I mean, he was up there soaking it all in. I think some six-year-old... Threw her panties up. I don't know. I just, <laughs> just that's pretty funny. Scott Schaefer, friend of the show, is loves Brian Adams. Yes, everything he did, and he did it for that song. Let me tell you something. Freaking that song, though. I hated that song. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Um, it played at. L- I, I want to say it played once an hour mm-hmm. on MTV. Probably did, yeah. I mean, it, it's not much of a stretch. It's probably a little bit of a stretch. Yes. But it, it at least played every hour and a half on MTV when it was going through when this movie came out. Yes. And it, you immediately think of the movie, but it, when, you immediately, when you think of the movie, you immediately think of this song. And like I said, the song really doesn't even play that much in the yes, movie. It doesn't. Which is surprising. Um, but let's just... Rather than talk about the, let's just we're desperately out of time. Let's look at the cast star now after this movie. Yes. All right. So, Master Antonio, she eventually um, abandoned. Well, Hollywood. she went on and she did uh, fried green tomatoes. Uh, she did the third um, Back to the Future movie. She did a couple other movies, and then she went into TV for a little while. Exactly. She so went to TV, did some good thing there. Morgan Freeman. Good God, Shawshank Redemption, Unforgiven, Seven, Kiss the Girls, the Batman Begins series that hold me. Yeah, he, Morgan Freeman, and then you're not even mentioning, he played God twice. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Jesus, it's it's just, it's ridiculous what kind of a career he's ended up having. Mm -hmm. And he's a good actor. He's a really good actor. He just wasn't that great in this movie. Correct. Rickman. Became Severus Snape in the very popular Harry Potter series. Oh, and you put Galaxy Quest Galaxy on here. I Quest, love Galaxy Quest. Who happened to start? He starred in Galaxy Quest with Sigourney Weaver. Right. There's right, the tie right. in. Okay. Great. We'll save Costa for last. Slater ended up starring in one of my favorite movies. Probably one of your favorite movies, too. True Romance. Yes. And you also listed Cuffs, which I love. I love Cuffs. I too. love Cuffs. You have to see Cuffs. It is, it is a. Not many people know about it. No, it's not well known. <clears throat> it's it's one of his lesser known films, but it's it's just everything that you like about Christian Slater is in that movie. Yes, um, it reminded me a lot of his characters from um, not so much Gleaming the Cube, but uh, Pump Up the Volume. He, yes, he he definitely kind of felt that character, and it's a lot of. Uh, fourth wall. He breaks the fourth wall a lot in that yes. movie, which is awesome because I kind of like that shit. Yeah, it was it was a great. Movie. It was a great movie, but True Romance, uh, fantastic, literally one of the best movies, one of the the best gangster movies that that's ever been made. I yes. mean, I put it in the league with The Godfather, absolutely part two, absolutely. Not, I mean, obviously, The Godfather Part Two is is the best. Uh, Goodfellas is probably number two. True Romance is definitely top five, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then, of course, the band responsible for the steaming pile, Kevin Costner. Uh, yeah. He ended up making The Bodyguard after this. <laughs> Which was another huge one. Huge one. Uh, with another huge song. Um, yes, with the Whitney Houston. Late, with the Whitney Houston late, song, late which Whitney I can't Houston. even think of the yes. name of it now. And then it was just the bodyguard, wasn't it? Yes. And then, but oh, his. Shit. Sorry. Go ahead. This is me. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was like, I, I don't know what the hell. So then after that, 
It all went downhill. Waterworld, The Postman, and as you said, other crap where he was saving the freaking world. Yeah, every movie he made, it was all about Kevin Cosner saving the world somehow. The Postman. Some dude delivering the mail is going to save the world. Waterworld, which was... (laughs) The only thing I can think of when I think of Waterworld was Dana Carvey doing... um, uh, uh, Ross Perot. Yeah. You can't pee in a Mr. Coffee and have taster's choice. Right. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of whenever just I think of Waterworld. Garbage. So, but it's just, it's, it was garbage. It was, it, there was no point to it, and it was a phenomenal flop. Like, yeah. they spent a shit ton of movie money on this movie, and that it made nothing. But. Um, and then after that, like like I said, he did do one movie I enjoyed, which was Mr. Brooks, where he had a multiple personality. He was a serial killer with a multi-personality. That ended up being a pretty good movie. But by then, he had kind of gotten away from this, I have to save the world every role that I'm in, mm-hmm. um, which is good. So um, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I, there's nothing left to say. We spent these, three plus hours on this, this one. This is a three-parter. Holy shit. I, I knew well, it. that's good. I mean, yeah. it kind of helps us out a little it bit. It does. It does. So that's it. That's it. You know what? We will announce our next movie on Twitter. Yeah, I think so. You guys have to you have to follow us on Twitter there to find go. out what the next movie is. That way we, we get a little bit of people out there. At JB's Driving. Yeah. At JB's. Meanwhile... Make sure to follow us on the on the Twitter, as I said. Go on to Facebook, JB's Driving Podcast. Go to Stitcher, JB's Driving Podcast. SoundCloud, JB's Driving Podcast. And, of course, subscribe to us on iTunes. JB's Driving Podcast. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Yeah, and um, a visual element may be coming in the new year. Yes. In the I don't year. think we're going to do it this year, no, but probably and, and in the new year. Correct. Anyway, have a great freaking... I guess in the, we're in the holiday season now, but when this is released, so have a great holiday. Yep. Christmas.